roll, y'all. It's not a wrong thing to be addicted to the mic like a Heron fiend. I'll tell you one thing. Catch me never fronting because I continue to give people what they wanting. Uh, Dell been rhyming for more than a decade. Hey. That's the only part I know. Yeah, I really like that song. Um, Marcus, you like movies? Yes, I do. Uh, this is Zebras in America, episode 101. Can I, can I already divert? You know what's cool about that song? Is that Opio <laughs> really did invest he really did invest in, yeah. in property. He's like a big property guy in the in, in the Northern California area. Right. For anyway, sorry. For <laughs> all of y'all that really missed us. Um just <laughs> coming in hot. Just, just, yeah, no just, pause. No pause. No pause never. Drink tickets forever. Um the hieroglyphics are a wonderful rap crew out of, out of the West Coast. Um Delta Hump Delta Funky Homo sapien, casual to J, OPO, A plus, and a bunch of other people. Um, and then like there were like connected groups like even um O C from D I T C did some records on High Row and Mahersha Ali was a rapper before he was a two time Oscar award winning actor, which shows you that it's actually easier to be a Oscar award winning actor than it is to be a successful rapper. Shout out to Prince Ali. Yeah, and yeah, he did a record on on Hyro Imperium, and he is a great song with uh, Keith Murray and Casual and OC. I like that nice. song a lot. Um, and they have a song they made they made a crew album called, and they had this song where it's like Hyro, y'all. It's like that and a, a hieroglyphics, yeah. And the first thing he, the guy's talking about like. I'm going to make a million, all from rapping? No, nah, man, there's many plans like investing in land that I got it all from investing in fans with brand new flows. So that's what Marcus was referencing, I, I believe. Yeah. And Souls of Mischief, which is a splinter group from the Hieroglyphics, had uh, 93 Till Infinity, which is one of the slept on goat old school I don't think it's slept on anymore oh I know I don't think that's slept on anymore it was when it first came out but it's considered a classic now like when people well, think I'm, I'm not saying gla- classic I'm saying like on the same on I think it's like West Coast Troy it is it okay. is now it is All now. Right. also not for nothing when I my Bay Area folks whenever it's like Hyro Day or anything Hyro people think of Souls first more than Dell because you know for a while Dell was like the, the main guy but anyway, let's talk about movies. Fair sorry, enough. guys. So, Not sorry. So this is Zebras in America, episode 101, um, with your host Trill Murray and Barbara Glock Loden, uh, Kelly Knifehart, and uh, John Trillson. <laughs> okay. You like that? Kelly Knifehart? Wait, but John, Tr- John who? You know, John, our friend John Wilson. Oh, right. But instead, right, John right, Trillson, right, right. who now has an HBO show coming. Produced by Nathan Fillion, not Nathan Fillion. Uh, Fielder, you mean? Yeah, Nathan Fillion. Wow. Well, that's a per- that that that's actually a perfect pair. No, it's 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 like uh, it's a match made in awkward heaven. Speaking of underrated, my cinema of series, you guys should check out the cinema of John Wilson. He's a former guest of the show, but he's also in my canon of uh, cinema of filmmakers whose entire you know uh, filmography I've, I've, I've explored. You guys should check that out on PinlandEmpire.com. And I ran into him recently and oh, yeah. I ran into him like right before the announcement on HBO and he was like, hi, I, there's, I can't tell you what's about, don't tell anybody. And he's like, you know. It's uh, one of the only Hi, that was John. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that almost sounded like a deleted audio segment from Gummo for some reason. I don't know I why. Mean, every, like the hissing everything, the voice. I don't yeah, know. I need to get a new phone. Everything, anything is a, you know, a deleted scene from Gummo if you try hard enough. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, but this is funny because episode 101... We're recording before we record episode 100. Um, as y'all listeners who have been incredibly patient and very kind, and like, yo, we have some like really dope fans. Of course we do. Yeah. Like, like who who check in on us on all platforms. I get text messages. I get Twitter messages. I get Instagram messages. Like, um, 
like I was having some difficult back pain and like a couple people were sending me some thoughts. Dude, we're international. Instagram. I was a couple of times when I was I was I not too long ago I got back from the Toronto International Film Festival and I got either stopped or recognized a couple of times. It wasn't even just Pinland Empire stuff. I was waiting for uh, Color Out of Space to start, the new Richard Stanley movie, which is really good. Um, this guy saw me standing. I was standing on the side of the seat, and then he was like, excuse me, are you Marcus Penn? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, hey, man, I listen to Zebras of America. I really like the, uh, I really, I love listening. You guys going to do any more shows? And then I got into, I was like, yeah, of course. And I got into this whole spiel of why we were, weren't releasing anything for a little while. And uh, Yeah, do you, yeah. you want to talk about that? Sure. So basically... Two days after my birthday, so at the beginning of August, I got E. coli, so that already wasn't fun, and then the E. coli just messed up my whole body, and then it just was, like, attacking my transplanted kidney, it was affecting my blood sugars, my A1C, and just everything got screwed up, but, um, but now we're slowly getting, as far as, we're slowly getting better, uh, my blood sugars are literally perfect, uh, I lost almost 20 pounds, yeah, 18 great. pounds to be specific. Uh, and then all my kidney numbers are great, except for there's this one important kidney number that won't come down. Creatinine? But my creatinine. Yeah. But I got a biopsy on Thursday, so I'm sure in a couple of days I'll, I'll hear about it. And it, it'll just be a matter of we have to adjust your medication. So, but, um, but it was a long ordeal. So I was in the hospital for nine days. Then I was recovering at home for a couple of days. And then that turned into a little over two weeks. And then I was just getting caught up at work and just life things that I missed out on. Uh, it was weird because when I was in the hospital, from, for half of the time I was in the hospital, I was just really out of it. I was like, just out of it. I, I feel like I'd, mi- I'd missed a bunch of things. More, most specifically, Makami and DJ Muggs put out another album. A second one? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you sent it yeah, to Yeah, Kill Them All. Um, yeah, like... But like, some other important things happened I kn- too. But. I, knew, I knew that you weren't okay because... Like, we talk almost every day. Yeah. And you were going from, like, long sentence responses to, like, one sent like one word responses to then I got a call from your partner explaining what was going on. And, I, and like, I went to see you and I was, I was worried sick, um, you know, because you're one of my closest friends. And yeah, then, man. like, I was just, what's... What's more important than this podcast is that we're okay and that you're okay. And like we throughout this whole thing, I mean, we've been doing this thing almost three years now. And um, what's really important, one, I think one thing that that people like about the show is that they like us. Yes. Well, they definitely like you. I think they're on the fence about whether they like me. That's not true. Um, But... Like I was just, I was just, I was, I was worried sick. I was like, I think I cried once too, because I was like, I don't even want to go where I was thinking, man. But I was just like, I was just fucked up about it. I'm glad that you're okay, and I was glad to see you. And yeah, man, I appreciate you coming to visit that, me. That, uh, other that, that hipster ass beard you had had in the the hospital. I had no choice. I your, was too weak to shave. Yeah, but your, um, your beard was like too weak. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> was what? I don't know. I have a butt chin, so I'm not able to do a full connecting beard because the 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 crack of my butt chin stops that. So it looks yeah, your funny. beard looked like it was looking on misconnections on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once <laughs> when I like first moved to New York. I was I like, thought. Do you, do you like Catwoman? No. I, <laughs> Everyone hated. It. I thought it was great. <laughs> I made I, was, I I made eyes with this woman on the train, and I was staring. And then, in retrospect, now I was just staring at her, and she was probably <laughs> uncomfortable. And I was just like, "Stop staring at me!" Didn't say anything. But I went on Craigslist to see if like uh, someone was you know had a misconnection. But it did never. It it, it didn't happen. I, yeah, we, I don't. I don't. I don't think those things are real. I was twenty three. Um. I have a funny story about the internet when I was 23, but that's for off record. Okay. Um, I do, I do I, to tag on to what you're saying, yeah, you came to visit me in the hospital. And a couple of other uh, guests, former guests of the friends of the show, Rob Cotto came to visit me. Unex- unannounced, he just showed up at the hospital. Chris Funderburg came, uh, so that was cool. So it just felt, you know, I felt I mean, I, I didn't tell you I was coming. 
You didn't? I I thought it was a thing. Well, I guess I wouldn't know. I mean, half half the time, most of the time, Tam had my phone. So actually, I did. I I just assumed you guys had talked and you were. Oh yeah, oh, I, didn't I know mean, that. I just wanted to make sure it was okay and it came yeah, by. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, brought you some soda. I was actually willing to give you a shave if you needed one. That's how much I care about you. Sure. Like, um, though I feel like I'm virtue signaling, like I'm a good person on the show. I'm I'm a piece of shit. Um, I'm just glad you're doing better and we needed some time and yeah. and also like there are some exciting things coming up that might make the podcast easier to do but yeah. we don't like we don't have to do anything our show actually loses money and yeah. we do this cuz we love to do it and and we're not we're going to take breaks if we need to. Yeah. But I know the first time we took a break like people were upset and this time like people were just like super supportive. Um have a couple mails. Oh, let's get into them. Because um cuz it's been a while and for the continuity people, you know, it'll be confusing cuz this episode will be coming out after episode 100, but we oh, didn't right. we didn't want we we wanted we wanted we wanted episode one hundred to be special and not be super like we wanted to be a timeless thing. Ooh, look at that floofy floof floof. Um, Marcus just got sent a text message of my favorite dog. Was that my favorite dog? Yeah, Cody. Cody, my fiance's family's dog. Yeah, he's a big uh, Alaskan. Uh, you dog. should you should post that video of me meeting Cody for the oh, first sure. time. Oh sure, yeah, I on should the on the zebras. Yeah, we should. Cause like that's that's really like that 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 was a real take. Yeah, and I, I he's think, a very friendly uh, dog. And I think if your parents if your your parents in law were soon to be parents in law were on the fence about me, I think my response to that dog maybe. No, Vic is a fan of yours. I'm a fan of Vic. They want you to come by sometime when they do. They always have stuff going on at the house. Some I'd, cookout of I'd, I'd some love kind. to. It's just like so hard right now with school. Sure, sure. Um, so this is from Jonathan Lobinger. Oh, what's who, up, John? Film baby film. Who seems like a cool dude. I want to be on your podcast. Um, so you've had Marcus on your podcast. And um, we should hang out sometime. You sent me an email one time to see about hanging out, but you never responded. But you seem like a cool dude. Um, the topic is cool Marxist reactionary swashbuckler movie about labor and British empire. I'm listening. Scott, Damn the Defiant is a weird reactionary movie about British Navy labor organizing in late 1700s. It's fictional, but it reflects real life labor unrest and successful mutiny organizing in the British military. It's on Criterion Channel and it stars Alec Guinness. I think you would dig. Love, Sean. John. Um... If someone wants to DM me their Criterion info, uh, I would. There's a bunch of movies I want to see, like Mikkel, put put us onto that movie that sounded really good when we ran into him randomly. Yeah, right. And um, then just ended up doing an episode. Yeah. Did you see that movie? Did you end up seeing that movie? I didn't. Um, what was it called? I don't know. Unrelated. Yeah. It was no. It was called Unrelated. Also, if anyone has access to the Nina Minkus film. Queen of Diamonds. Um, I've been wanting to see that. There was, it was shown for like a second in BAM, like a remaster mm. earlier this year, and I heard it was dope, and I really want to see it. So, um, do you have the Criterion Channel? I don't actually. Um, but considering I like, I do love labor unrest. I love, I love movies about mutiny, and this sounds like a great movie. So. Thank you. Do I sound like too unanimated right now? No. How do I sound? A little stuffy, maybe. Really? Yeah, but uh, other than that, no. Okay, so why don't you read uh, Melissa Silvestri, or as I say, Melissa Silverstyle, one of my one of our favorite uh, people to write us letters. Why don't you read her sure. email, and I'm going to go put some Flonays in the old okay. Nas. Dear Marcus and Scott, congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. I've greatly enjoyed listening to your podcast and love your deep dives on film culture and underground hip-hop and having a chill, relaxed atmosphere between you two and your guests. I haven't written in a while, but some of my favorite movies that I've seen in recent months have been The Farewell, 
A nice fa- oh yeah, a nice family drama about Chinese rituals with grief and preparing for the deaths of loved ones. My R- mom loved that movie. Okay, cool. My fiance wants to go see it. Uh, River's Edge, nice, which was heavy and way more bleak than I expected, with a Yo, really that- great performance by Crispin Glover that had a lot of tight coiled energy. That we should talk about nihilist movies, and that that one is a uh- sure. Also, loosely based on a true story. Which is kind of sad. No, yeah. Uh, the Long Riders, a great western from 1980, a real life of real life brothers pairs playing famous outlaw brothers that had crude violence to it from director Walter, Walter Hill. Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah, it's the Quades, the Carradines. They played. Bro- yeah, my dad used to watch that movie a lot. Okay, yeah. I might, I, I'm not big into westerns, but that's yeah. a movie I'd, I'd, I'd revisit. I'd, I'd, I'd check Walter that one Hill out. Is, is hella slept on, too. Yeah, he is. Um, in the Soup, oh nice A funny little indie movie from the early 90s With Steve Buscemi and Seymour Cassell Side note One of Sam Rockwell's earliest Earliest performances He plays Jennifer Beals' uh, developmentally challenged brother uh, in, in that movie uh, Oh snap, Gun Crazy Both the original 1950 noir film And the 90s Drew Barry remake And liked the B-movie vibes Of both films a lot Always a nice romantic drama from Steven Spielberg that has a little sappy that was a little sappy in parts but had an old fashioned charm to it with a great salt of earth performance by Holly Hunter. I remember I rented that movie from Blockbuster when I was a kid, but like I wanted to be the one that rented. I was like real little, and my my parents were like, "Oh, okay." Uh, and Booksmart. Oh, I recently watched this too. Uh, and Booksmart, a fun teen comedy about nerdy girls wanting to party and having a crazy night out, and the nuanced depiction of the popular kids not being one-dimensional or mean-spirited. I'd perfectly described. Uh, thanks for all the great episodes, and I look forward to more creative work by the two of you. Yeah, Booksmart was really good. Thank you, Melissa. If you ever want to call into the show, you're welcome. Hmm. It'll be fun. Yes. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I, uh, Vern said he'd be happy to be on the show again. I think we just need to find, uh, find a good fit to talk about. Sure, sure. Because um, you know how that could be. Yeah, I got a couple ideas. Okay, well, well maybe we can talk about um, off record. For sure. Um, so, you just got back from TIFF. I did. Um, it was how awesome. Is, how was that? It was great. It, it, it's a yearly trip. I mean, you know, I've, now I've, it's, it's getting close to I've been going for almost a decade. Uh, there's been a couple of years, been two years where I didn't go. But generally speaking, since 2011, I've been going consistently. Uh, I go with my friends from the Pink Smoke, although this year uh, Chris didn't come with us. It was just me and John Cribbs. Um, but it's cool. You know, I got to hang out with uh, also, you know, former guest of the show, Martin Kessler. Hung out with him a lot. I uh, got to hang out with... Um, Friend of the show and fan of the show, Carly. Um, hung out with her a bunch, too. And I saw um, a, a good amount of movies. Um, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to talk about all of them. But so, there's some But so there's some standout ones. Let's you know. do the good, the amazing, the ugly. Good, the amazing. Okay, let's, let's start from negative and work our way up. As far as the ugly, strangely enough, the, you know, every year I go to TIFF, usually I see... I stayed longer. I only stayed for one week. I didn't stay for the whole festival. But I'll see up to 40 movies when I'm at TIFF. And and we're going to see you know, the new Isaias at NIF. At NIF, yes. Uncle NIF is coming back. Yeah, he is on his motorcycle. His dirt bike, rather. Mo- um, Flowped. Yeah. The only ugly movie is this movie called... Um, oh, damn. I already forgot the name of it. Uh Cold Murmur something. It's with the guy who played Martin from Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, it's just this kind of forced British gangster film. And, you, and and like that actor, Barry Keogh, you're supposed to kind of take him serious as like a tough guy. And he's just not. He's always he's always going to be Martin to me. But Was he down at the Donnybrook? No. <laughs> so it's funny you should say that because that movie is very Donnybrook-ish. It's very, very, very Donnybrook-esque. And it's just not a good movie. Other than that, any other movie I saw was 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 the only negative were the movies. Some were just either overrated, mm. still okay, 
But there's it's the only movie that I was like, this shit is trash. Nothing else did I think was bad. There's just certain like other movies I saw were kind of forgettable. <clears throat> how but is, nothing terrible. How was the follow up to the Vich? Follow up to the Vich was really good. It was really and and and, 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 and entertaining. Right? The Lighthouse, Robert Eggers, and uh, directed by Robert Eggers with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafriend. Um, Willem Dafriend. He did. He did a good job. He. I. I could tell he had fun with this performance. Um, it's a good. What's it, it about? It's a, a horror movie that, to me, and I'm not going to say much. It is one of those kind of movies you can't really say much. But it's really just about um, tight quarters, cabin fever, just losing your mind, basically. And just like, you know, this is similar to The Witch, too, where, like, The Witch only features, like, you know, six or seven actors total. And here it's even more stripped down. There's total, in total, there's four kind of there's four people uh, in the movie total, if you want to count one of them as a whatever. But, you know, ho- hopefully I'm making this even more mysterious as, as, as I talk. But it's just a, it's, it's just a, it's a non-traditional horror film about uh, cabin fever and, and losing one's sanity. Um, and it's good. It's not the masterpiece that I think a lot of people dubbed it upon just seeing the first trailer. But, uh, but it's a good movie. It's definitely something you got to see in the theater. Don't wait to like stream it. Even if you have a really nice TV, it, it is, in my opinion, a, a theater-going experience. It's and, good. It's really good. And how was the new Nick Cage Mandy movie? Good. Um, just be prepared for a slow build. Like the okay. first 30 to 40 minutes... I'm not gonna say not much happens, but the director Richard Stanley, who hasn't made a movie in a very long in decades, so that that's also the big hype around this movie is it's Richard Stanley's you know his return. But once the crazy happens, not only does it really happen, but you appreciate it because the movie isn't crazy from start to finish. I mean, I think because this is kind of like a sci-fi horror-ish movie that star that's starring Nick Cage. You know, even myself, but a lot of other reviews are kind of mentioning it in the same name as Mandy. But I, I'm just telling you right now, it's nothing like Mandy. It's not the same kind of movie at all. I mean, Nicolas Cage definitely rages out towards the end of the movie, but even in a different way than he does in Mandy. But it's definitely going to be... Uh, if, if, if you're just okay with the movie taking its time for like the first 40 minutes, the payoff is, is so great. So, um, oh, I guess it's, it's about this family... Uh, and a meteor drops on their front lawn, and it just starts to affect them in weird ways. Oh, I, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Um, H.P. Lovecraft story. Oh, it, it's... It's it, based on H.P. Lovecraft story. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love Cthulhu stuff. Yeah. Um, and also, did you see Ad Astra? I didn't. I have okay. yet to see it. No. no. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm going to get to it. We should... Yeah, maybe we should go see it together. That'd be fun. We yeah. haven't seen the movies in a long time. No, yeah. Um... I w- there was something really cool that happened on the Joe Rogan show the other day um, when Rob Zombie was on there. Oh, I listened to that episode. Yeah, it was so... I re- That was like one of the best ones because I just loved how they how they were talking about similar things that we've talked about. Of, yeah. About getting excited about the idea of movies before you get a chance to movies. Yeah. And I just thought that was really cool because I think several and, and times... And back then you had no choice. Like trailers, yeah. there wasn't that access. But at, at Rob Zombie's age, it was just kind of like sometimes you had to go off the title yeah, or and, actors and, in it and just, you know. And he was saying how he would circle the TV guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, I like yeah, hearing that. And that. that to this day, he'll have like Amazon on demand burn movies that he's been wanting to see for his entire life mm-hmm. and that to love genre films is to not always be able to see the films that you want to make and oh, sure. I haven't yeah. seen the past two movies he's made but I'm glad he gets to make them sure. sure I just thought that was a cool episode I wish I could interject a couple times when they were talking how there aren't like a lot of slow American movies right now but yeah. I understand that in the zones that they're in, maybe they're not being connected to that. But then yeah. again, I, I want to was... rec- I wanted to recommend like <clears throat> some Kelly Reichardt to uh, to Rob Zombie, you yeah. know, or something or, like that, or, or even to Joe Rogan because it seemed like he's one thing that he doesn't like is music in movies. So I'd be interested <laughs> yeah. in like seeing what he would have to say. Though I was recently recently listening to an episode of The Fighter and the Kid, 
mm-hmm. which is Brandon Schaub's and Brian Callen's podcast. Mm-hmm. And Brian Callen, like, is a very smart person, and he brought up sort of how up until, you know, the 60s or 70s, Shakespeare used to only be, like, performed, like, in that sort of Queen's English sort of style. Mm-hmm. And it was Raoul Julia who who started doing you know Shakespeare in his own accent mm. and oh. and really change things and there's a documentary actually coming out about Raul Julia I'll see that man what a what a, what that a was talented a, guy that was a dude and what's so funny is that you read that even though the movie leaves a lot to be desired he had so much joy playing M. Bison yeah he did but you could tell you could just tell by watching that movie like the movie not a great movie no his performance is is just like you have to appreciate someone who who brings joy and and professionalism to any job they do yeah and you know I also love that I mean at the end of the day general consensus Raul Julia is considered a serious actor whether it's like Kiss of the Spider Woman the Milagro Beanfield War but when I think of Raul Julia I think of the first Adam yeah I think of Adam's Family the first one and I think of Street Fighter even though I know his range and all that stuff but those are the two performances I think of when I think of first when I think of Raul Julia but he plays those roles seriously yeah he like one, Adam's Family 2, is that the one where they go to camp? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That's a that's a fun movie. Yeah. And his he plays it serious. He does, when everyone's being like him and Christina Ricci steal those movies. Sure. Cuz they're both playing it. They're they're playing it straight. Sure. Where everyone else, well, and Angelica Houston. Yeah. Everyone else is sort of like playing up and yeah. the other ones are just like, "No, this is and I think that's the correct way to play those characters is to pretend like there's nothing off about the characters. Yeah. I think that really, really pushes that. Um, Dude, I just saw this movie about, um, I think, New Zealand film about this um, mentally ill chess player. Mm -hmm. It's called Dark Horse. Okay. It was really fucking good, and it's on Prime. I got obsessed with chess chess again recently. Like I rewatched Searching for Bobby F- Fisher. That's a good movie. It is. Yeah, it's another good dad movie, also. Yeah, it's like good dad, but it's also like how like you have different surrogates, and that there's different types of intelligence, and like things can be joyed in. <laughs> in college, it was in the morning. I was sitting by myself in the cafeteria. And then my friend Reggie came up and sat directly across from me and extended his hand. And he was like, take, take the draw. <laughs> and I knew exactly what he was talking about. He's like, we'll split the championship. And then I just started dying in the cafeteria. It's a very funny moment. That's also like when I, when I say it wasn't, as, I tried to make it home and it wasn't the same. And I just, <laughs> I just really like try to see if people know what I'm talking about. And it makes me happy. Oh, damn, that was a famous Reggie quote also. I tried to make one of Yeah, the Mr. Deeds. Uh, yeah, Reggie yeah. would quote that quite a bit. Why'd you have to say Mr. Deeds? I was trying to make a deep cut. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Doug. You ever smoke PCP? No. Although I was talking to my fiance about PCP. Because we were watching... Oh, we were watching the Wu-Tang show. and oh, they yeah, went there's, and a, they lot were of, big there's on a lot of smoking PCP. That. But I said... I said that they were smoking Sherm Sticks... And then she's like, what? I was like, Sherm. She's like, what are you talking about? Sherman Helmsley? And I had to explain where the name came from. And then she's like, oh, you mean like, is that PCP, Angel Dust? I was like, yeah, it's just one of the names for it. So it's funny you say that. Yeah. Um, And hi, Frank. Oh, hey, what's up, Frank? Uh, Yo, I ran into you the other day. Uh, What kind of headphones were those? They looked like really nice. (laughs) So I would like to know that. Um, And... For all of y'all who listened to episode 101, it was like, where are all the shout-outs? We're just, we just didn't feel like shouting out anybody, and we just made a blanket statement to shout-out that we love everybody. Yeah. Because then no one's missed. Yeah. And then no one, no one feels, like, left out. And, um, tell me more about TIFF. Oh, sure. Um, I'll just get into, like, the highlights, because there were plenty, um... 
So, Malik. Well, I was just getting ready to say, yeah, Hidden Life, Terrence Malick's new movie. It's actually it was my favorite movie of the festival. Also, don't, one of my favorite movies of the year. I don't want to know anything about it because okay. maybe we'll go see it together. And yeah, I'm definitely gonna see it again. Like we totally bonded over song, song to song. song, and I think something that connected us to want to start the podcast was like both of us really liking a lot of um, Post and Ren Line. Yeah. Malik, we still disagree on Tree of Life, but that's okay. The great thing, the one thing I will say about uh, A Hidden Life is that it's three hours long, but it does not feel like, it just breezes by. It feels like a 90-minute movie, which is awesome. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is excellent. I don't know, I can't think of too many filmmakers who are, who are on the run that Taika Waititi has, has been on since What We Do in the Shadows. Um, you have that, you have I Hunt think, for the Wilder People, Ragnarok, and now this. It's no, like, I think Shark, Shark Boy and... Eagles for a shark. Yeah, mm. not that, so that's much. two quirky Sundance mid two thousands Napoleon Dynamite. All right, stuff for, for me. I mean, Hunt for the but, Wilder People, like <clears throat> that. That that's a good movie. One of the great movies of the decade, in my opinion. Yeah, and it was so funny when they tried to really pull that as the subplot of Deadpool too. Right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Even same actor and shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. What are they, I wonder what they're going to do. I don't really care anymore, but I wonder what they're going to do with the X-Men franchise now that that um, Disney has the, those characters. Right. It's it's too much. I don't know. It's too much. I, I do enjoy the Deadpool movies, I, I, I will say. Actually, the I'm first, one of those people. The I like one. the second one more than the first one, actually. Interesting. Mainly, I, I guess I should say mainly for Ryan Reynolds. I like the second one. I thought he did a really good uh, job. Only thing I don't like in either of those movies is what 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 gets a little tired after a certain point is who, who's that guy? Who's his friend? The guy who used to be on Silicon Valley. He got canceled a couple years ago. T T J Miller. His whole like, you look like a rhinoceros penis that got beat with a spiked baseball bat. Your face looks like a frog's testicle. With HIV, like that kind of stuff. It's like, all right, it's like it just gets corny after a while. But um, other than that, I do enjoy those movies. It's been again, I like yeah, the second like, one more. Yeah, like T.J. Miller just wants so badly to be like a super version of like, like Seth Rogen. Between, I was gonna say between two ferns meets Seth Rogen. Oh yeah, sure, um, sure. And the thing is, he's not as funny as Zach Galifianakis or Seth Rogen. Or Seth Rogen. Yeah. Because both of the difference is both of those people are very funny. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I actually heard that the long shot was kind of funny. Is it? Yeah. That's okay. what I heard. I okay. said kind of funny. Okay. I don't. Yo, I want to wait to finish talking about Tiff, but I have a couple of thoughts about some other things. So. Sure. Uh, there's not. I mean, yeah. So Jojo Rabbit. No, but you said there was a, there was a, um, there was Ono Rishi. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm gonna get into that. Oh, the Lost Okoroshi. Uh, it's such a weird combo. So imagine one of those like Nollywood films mm. with not so much a great budget, but with a really great camera. Not nothing else more. It's the same acting style, the same ingenuity. Whereas, like, so for example, there's like, because the movie is essentially about a, an African folklore superhero spirit, and he has these powers. So like, when he freezes people, people literally just freeze themselves. So you can see their their arms and stuff kind of moving, but they're supposed to be frozen. Or like when people die, you can still kind of see their stomachs, like you see them breathing. But the story is really like, it's really, really good. It, it almost reminds me of that show Money and Violence, where it's just kind of like, Ooh. oh, the production is not that great. Even the acting's not that great, but the storytelling is maybe a level just below phenomenal. Like the intricacies, all this stuff, you know. So I think the movie like The Lost Okoroshi, it'll probably get a run um, at like at, at, at like an IFC or a Sunshine type, type place. And I think to some degree it's good because um, I think these Nollywood films have become more of a meme mm. than anything else. And I get it like those two like midget men guys, they, you know, whatever, they're funny. But there's some real like... Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? There, there's a lot of um, talent and just thought 
and just having to work on the fly and just having to work with what you've got when it comes to those not, not, uh, not, creativity. Yeah, that's what Jesus Christ. That's what I was, I was, I was looking for. So d- definitely see that. And, and it was like the director and producer of that movie came across my tweets. Like after I saw it, I was just like raving about it on Twitter. And then they were really thankful and just like were, you know, th- thanking me for. You know, and and it's in my top five movies of of TIFF. You know that I saw th- th- this year of so, TIFF, not necessarily of the year. Uh, no, I'll say if 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 I had a top like fifteen right now, it it it's it's in there. Do you think you have? So you have it? You actually have a top ten now. I have a top ten, but I know it's gonna change. See, it's, I, it's only I still September. don't have a top ten. Yeah, it'll it'll you know it'll get there. This is like I don't want to say award season, but in the fall and and in early winter is when you know a lot of the big movies drop. So you'll 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 get a you'll get a top ten. Actually, Africa had a great year at TIFF because aside from the Los Okoroshi, there's another uh, one, Maddie really Diop. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, daughter of uh, I feel so bad. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but the director of the African film Hyenas and and, and other stuff too. His daughter, who played the daughter in Claire Denise Thirty Five Rums. She her latest film, um, Atlantiques, is just excellent. It's I don't want to say too much about it, but it's just it. It's like a basic story that turns into like a basic like kind of love triangle story that turns into a ghost story. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the shots are amazing. The use of music is unconventional but excellent. You know, in in a good way. And the beauty of it, it's a Netflix film, so there's not so there's really no excuse to miss it because it's going to be on Netflix. Um, that's yeah. nice. So yeah, I guess that's Any, anything you else. Know, um, no, let's see. Jojo Rabbit, A Hidden Life, Los Okoroshi, Atlantics. Was uh, Joker there? Oh, the oh, jeez, yeah, Joker was there. Uh, my final, my summation of Joker is that it's fine. There's, is is it, it the movie that incels have been waiting? It could be. I, I mean, if you're like a weak-minded person like one of them, you could definitely. But Todd Phillips was not did not set out to make that kind of a movie. But I could see if you're kind of a, a small-minded, weak-minded individual, you could look at that movie. But it's also no different than like, I don't know, if you're a weak minded person like people looked at Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver which is a big influence in this movie clearly kind of, yeah oh well actually damn well John Hinckley was very fascinated with Taxi Driver so much so that he tried to kill the president so mm. yeah I don't I don't know um do you think Joker was better than Alita Battle Angel yes it's funny um uh oh no I was just asking a question oh we're gonna get some some hate mail from some virgins. Who who listen? Who listens who to our have podcast? Sex with the Alita character. Who, who listens to our podcast and and is a intolerant member of the Alita? That's army? true. Fair enough. Yeah. What am I talking about? Good point. Because like not everyone that enjoys the film Alita Battle Angel is part of some weird cult. Yeah, of, just some. Yeah, because I liked Alita Battle Angel. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Liked. It's, sure. It ain't that big a deal, bro. Yeah. Um, was, was, um, was the Safdie Brothers movie there? It was. Did you Is see that, it? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I did. Um, so that's a movie, if there's been any movie there that has... Outside of like a hidden life that's really stuck to me, it, it it has been uncut gems only because when I first saw it, I mean immediately the one the first thing I noticed that they succeeded in it was making a very anxious, just frustrating movie intentionally. I don't mean that as an insult, but upon like after like minutes after seeing it, it was just like I don't know if I like the decisions that Adam Sandler's character made in that movie. It just didn't make sense. But then I realized. The movie's about a guy that makes dumbass decisions. Mm. So that just put all the put everything in it in, in perspective. It made me like the movie even more. And it's like Adam Sandler, this might be maybe after Punch Drunk Love. Might be he might be even better than, than in Punch Drunk Love, if we're being honest. Really? But I have to say this too. Don't let this movie just be about Adam Sandler. Eric Bogosian gives a really good performance. Kevin Garnett 
uh, is really good in it too. He plays wow. himself, but he's acting. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes plenty. Yeah, it's not that complicated. And the, the um, do-over was surprisingly enjoyable. Oh, great. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, that, that, was, in my, that was in my honorable mention a couple years ago. Do-over is really good. Yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler's making all these strange movies, and a lot of them leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, and I a lot so. of them, some of them, some of them are fun. And I recently rewatched Don't Mess with the Zohan. And not a perfect movie, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, you're the third person in life who's who's had some nice things to say about them. Maybe I'll give it a maybe I'll, I'll give it a shot. But um, but yeah, when Uncut Gems, I, I wait. De- were you not going to talk about Uncut Gems? Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, they were actually on my flight back to New York, and I saw one of them, the one who was the brother in Good Time, and I was like, hey, good movie. So um, was was the uh, that actor who was in Good Time and Person to Person was he in that movie? No, he just he was just behind the camera this time. There's a oh, there's also a random. China Mac is in uh is in it in the background. Why do they always have random rappers in there? But movies? but in this case, it's not even like he's just there in the background. Like no, he doesn't even say anything. Oh, Lakeith Stanfield's in it too, but he does his he's just you know does his thing. Um, yeah, you, I, I'd say that those were like I guess the 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 highlights the the hype. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but you know. Without going deep, in, to. Like the reasoning, mm-hmm. like if you like that movie, just say you like that movie. Oh no, fair enough. Yeah, I'm con. Like I feel sort of a way that that you weren't gonna mention that one. Oh, I thought you wouldn't. I thought you'd feel the opposite. No. Oh. Cause, cause. Well, you understand. I was just trying to be respectful. I was trying to like be cool. No, I mean, like, it's all good. Oh, okay, cool. Um. Everyone's confused right now. Yeah, and if you think you're gonna get context, you're not. Yeah. It's because like even though. Marcus and I bear a lot of our soul and a lot of our truth on this show that there are things that you don't get and that's okay um someone using my grill right now I'm getting real annoyed that's not your I know. grill <laughs> that's exactly what Tam says but anyway um yeah. have you have, yo so um you you can you can pause this if if it's not cool can I talk about that your fiance worked on a simple favor and a spy who dumped me. Yeah, well, because she doesn't work for them anymore. Okay, because she worked on those movies. I recently rewatched both of those, mm-hmm. and I know that she was pushing for a different marketing, and it really should have because those movies are fucking so not how they were presented. Sure. Like well, I mean, the spy who dumped me. I saw it. So yeah. Have you seen A Simple Favor? I haven't. Yo, that shit is so dark and funny. (laughs) Dark and funny. Dark and funny. It's like, I'm talking like, like the, the color, the color of this laptop dark comedy, dude. Like, cause, and and the preview is a Paul Fage movie Mm -hmm. and the preview made you just think it was a serious movie. Yeah. You're just like, this is a serious movie. And then. All of a sudden, like thirty seconds in, it was making a joke where I was like, "Wait, what?" And then, and then, like nonstop. Huh. And it's just like, why? Okay. We're, why were are we just like so afraid of like? Are we so afraid of like perceived backlash of women in movies that we can't present yes, them? Yes, I do. The, the yes, way they are. You just answered your own. Yes. But it's but it's bullshit because whenever I do talk to like people. Who are who are like talking about like how they hate diversity or whatever? They always point to things like things that are just naturally having female characters that are good, where it's not about that it's females. Like Alien, Terminator Two, which is funny though because everyone's losing their shit because the new Terminator has too many women characters apparently. Uh-oh. Even though Linda Hamilton looks badass, and I can't wait for it. Mm. So it's so people are like Alita Battle Angel, good. Ghost in the Shell, bad. Terminator, good. Uh Ghostbusters, bad. Mm. It's just like why why? And a simple favor was so deliciously dark. 
Okay. Like if if you're the kind of person that likes to like have a glass of glass of red wine and like watch some some like funny dark shit, maybe enjoy some chocolates. I enjoyed it. That's nice. all I'm trying to say. That's enough. Good. And I, I also rewatched uh The Saint with our favorite actor, Val Kilmer. Yeah. That shit was awesome. I don't think I've seen that movie since like what, early high school. I mean, it's ago. a movie that supposedly ended his career. Um, though a lot of, I mean, I thought it was the island of Doctor Moreau that was. No, nah, you know what? It wasn't. It was, it was a period. It wasn't it was one. A, thing. I guess it was a period. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah, one yeah. thing. He was a little um, difficult. He got. He was a little difficult. I mean, he's gonna be in Top Gun. He killed it. Oh, he is Top Gun too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's cool. Um, and he slayed. In Song to Song. Yeah, he did. And he slayed in MacGruber. So to me, and he slayed in Moscow Zero. Oh, sure. All movies in the past 10 years that I thought were wonderful. So... I want to go back to what you were saying earlier because it also reminded me of... So anytime leading up to TIFF, I don't watch movies for a while because I know I'm going to be like in movie mecca. So I try to just detox. But... The one movie I watched a couple of days before going off to TIFF was Booksmart. Um, side note, I wanted to see that in the theater. It was my fiance. It just it was one of those things that like I was to wait for her, and then we just ended up not going to see it. But we both enjoyed that movie so much, and that was another thing where that movie certainly has its fans. But unfortunately, when I think of Booksmart fans, I immediately think of Booksmart defenders because they're always kind of defending this movie against the kind of people that you were just. Uh, talking about and i think going back to melissa's email earlier i think that's outside of the humor in it what what touched me about that movie was similar to dazed and confused where it's just like a high school movie where certain archetypes or stereotypes are actually a little deeper than what you think like you have these popular athletes but they also have sensitive sides they also don't necessarily like the school that tries to prop them up and make them the poster child for the school um, and just, you know, again, it's just like a thing where you assume like the popular kids aren't that smart, don't get good grades, don't get into good schools, but it's like not, not, not exactly. Yeah, I like, um, I so. like movies that make you think that it's going to be one thing, but there's just like a little more sure. going on. Like even like the DMX David Arquette movie, Never Die Alone. Right. Like you think it's just going to be like this regular ass movie, but it's not. And I highly suggest that. Um, have you ever seen uh, Meetings with Remarkable Men? It's like no. a 1979 British film directed by Peter Brook. No. Um, film, I know Peter Brook. Film, film, film. Yeah, I mean, he did like the Alma Parada. He did a bunch of like spiritual movies. Yeah. And it's uh, based on this book by um, Gurchev, who was like this... Armenian Russian mystic mm-hmm. Greek Armenian excuse me mystic who like wrote all these allegorical books of like trying to create a new mystery tradition mm-hmm. and was into like emphatic dance and um, it shot on location in Afghanistan which is like not something that you could do so easily these right. days um, and it just like tells a hero's tale of spiritual awakening and I rewatched it recently Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly suggest you check it out. Okay. And I, and I guarantee you, um, it's like there are a lot of movies that touch on similar topics of like Alejandro Alejandro Hodorowski's films, but mm-hmm. in a, like more lighthearted, less grotesque ways. Like you know, like spiritual, almost like films where watching the film is almost feels like an alchemical process. Mm. Like even um, the Hourglass Sanitarium, which like you and Chris Funderburg put me onto, that movie changed. I just was like, wow. Great there's movie. certain movies where you feel like you're watching a magical equation happen. Yeah. All speaking of which is like a new Takahashi Miike movie that. Oh um, man, you that's know that's on like Instagram. Like, there's like Instagram. ads for it on Instagram. Oh, 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 oh! I was gonna say. Oh yeah, no, that actually that was a uh, that was one of the bigger movies at TIFF and. I could have seen it, but I went with this other that that one movie I was talking the Donnie Brook movie. I saw that instead, and now I'm really upset because I should have watched the Miike movie. 
Sorry. Even though I'm a little touch and go with with his movies overall, but I think I would have enjoyed it more than the movie I actually ended up seeing. You ever seen Baba Aziz? No. That's another one of those like, you know, uh, I feel like Hodorowski adjacent mystical movies. I bet Martin Kessler knows about stuff like that. Yeah. I oh feel- shit! I'm sorry. Because you said those, you started talking about Hodorowsky, he's Mexican, I'm thinking of the Mexican film I saw. There's one other movie from TIFF, I gotta go back, it's called Devil Between the Legs. It's directed by Arturo Ripstein, this Mexican filmmaker. It's just about an old married couple that just can't stand each other anymore, and just the messed up nature behind, you know, relationships like that, when you just grow old with someone, and it's kind of the opposite of like, oh, happily ever after, it's just like, ugh. You still like wake up in the morning with this person. It's like God damn. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, Devil Between the Legs. That that that, that was another highlight from Tiff. Sorry. Where were we? You talking about the film that Martin Kessler would? Probably well, yeah, have. I feel because I feel like like Martin Kessler is like is like a missing link in in the zebras world because like we're yeah. like. Where like he he knows his deep shit and also like goes in deep on action movies like us too, yeah. but like where where you and I are like willing to go really hard on comedy stuff, yeah, and that sort of irreverence, he's really willing to go in on on like event horizon, event or horizon like stuff, any of the final destination movies yeah. or something like that, yeah, and like. And but also like his or Alien vs Predator, his love of the Resident Evil later movies, yeah, inspired me to revisit them. And I don't like them as much as he did, but I like them more than I thought I was going to. Right, and that's a good experience. I think before we close out, let's call Carlo. Okay, because I said I was going to do that. What do you say? Sure, former former guest of the show. And then and then we'll we'll close out unless you have anything more you want to add. No, I'm good. Call a woman. Alright, this is the second time. Seriously? That that would have been cool, but it didn't. Um, Second time in a row, where we tried to call Carlo and he didn't pick up. Yeah, I'm just gonna let's. I'm I'm gonna um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to randomly, uh, FaceTime someone. Okay. Ooh. I know this person. No, you do. We went to the movies together. Oh, oh. Hey, Patrick. You're you're on episode 101 of Zebras in America. What? You're on, you're you're on Zebras in America. Oh, am I? How's it going? It's going well. What do you have to say? What do you have to say about movies? What is that? Looks oh, good. Where are you? That's a nice party. We we eat some barbecue, sweetbreads. You know, like sweetbreads. I we yeah we fucking love sweetbreads. That shit is really good. Yeah, next time invite us to watch sweetbreads. What's your What's going on, man? What's your favorite movie? Oh man! I think. Nice, good pick. I really like no that hesitation. one. Uh, it, it, it moved me. Your bowels? I saw it. What? You it moved your bowels? No, no, just like emotionally speaking, I think. All right. Do you have anything you yeah, like? Yeah, check it out. I got Phil. I got PQ here too. Oh, what's up, Phil? We're recording. We're recording a podcast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yo. You want? Yo. You just. You just put out a soundtrack for a movie. Tell me about your movie. Yeah, I did the music supervision for a film called 
it's uh, in theaters now. They're doing like the classic indie rollout based on its performance. So we never know what city it's going to hit unless the distributor tells us, you know, three days ahead. So. <laughs> well, now now you're on a movie podcast talking about it. So yeah, yeah. Let me go see it before you know it. The, the music's really good. I promise you. I worked hard on that. All right, let me talk to Patrick. Please, please do. I'm broke. <laughs> Patrick. Oh, I love your stuff anyway, man. Bird is my shit. So thank you. That album so nice. So good. I've loved this stuff since forever. So That's true. Yeah, You've yeah. been a day one supporter. What? He's been a day one supporter. Oh, uh, right, right. Do you have anything you want to say to Zebras in America before we hang up? Uh, I don't know. Love you guys. Love, you. love what you do. You ever smoke... Yeah, Damn. Oh, you fell asleep. Oh. I, I was very tired. Oh, okay. But I'm gonna rewatch it. I think tonight. You ha- you ever you ever smoke PCP? Uh, not knowingly, so I'm not exactly sure. But you know. All right. That's not a guarantee of not having done so. So you know, Le- you never know. Let's hang out soon. I miss you. I gotta go. All right, y'all uh, have a good one. You too, man. All right, love you, bro. Of course, you wish you never.